Welcome to Significant Lovers. We are your hosts. My name is Mel. I'm Kel. And we are two cousins. Two cousins. And this is our 54th episode of Significant Lovers. It's flying by. It's fall, finally. Mm-hmm. October, Halloween season. Yes. Fall is our season mm-hmm. for Significant Lovers. It's the brand. Yep. It's our brand. Mm-hmm. It's our thing. For us, it's fall all year long. Yep. But it now is. it's super fall. <laughs> Mel actually went all out for fall. She has so far. pumpkins. Mm-hmm. She bought pumpkin bars, pumpkin bread, maple fudge. Uh-huh. What else did you get? A candles. <laughs> pumpkin. We have, I think they're apple cinnamon. We have cider donut inspired inspired cider right now. It's so comforting it fall. Is. I think it's a great time of year to fall in love too. Well, it's cuffing season. <laughs> it is... I never heard of that until like two years ago. Yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense. I mean, even just the other day, I was walking at night and I was like, mm, I really want to cuddle right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like, honestly, summer summer can make you like, mm, I don't know if I should say this. It can make you feel you like always say it. thirsty in a way. So, you know so, what I mean? Like, I think people are very distracted in summer. Yes. I think that's a hard time. People are to, busy. Hard time to start a long-term romance because people go off on vacation and then you never hear from them again yeah exactly but once it starts the sun starts setting Mm. earlier and it's darker you want to be cozied up inside with somebody and it's colder you're less motivated to mingle sometimes and it's easier like settle not settle but yeah and you want to do things like go to the movies exactly yeah it just feels more romantic, too. Exactly. And in the yeah. summer, you're, like, sweaty. You feel kind of gross yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After a date, you're like, don't touch me because I definitely <laughs> smell right now. I know. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so fall and when Harry met Sally, you know, mm-hmm. that's our thing. That's yes. our inspiration. You know what? I just, this is nothing to do with the episode. I just rewatched Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, I haven't rewatched it in years. Yeah, I only saw it that one time with you. And mm. we were both a little under-impressed. We were compared to the other two in the big three. Mm-hmm. You've got mail and when Harry met Sally, but I really did like it oh. upon the rewatch. I should rewatch it. Still my least favorite, but of the three. Yeah, I would say. Is there any fall in it? Just wondering. I would say it's more Christmas. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We should watch. I mean, yeah. Been- Rosie O'Donnell is in it. Really? I really I like her. That. Yeah. I like Rosie O'Donnell, too. She's so funny. So funny. So charming. Oh, my gosh. I love her in A League of Their Own. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today, segue into (laughs) today's couple is a Halloween couple. That was my inspiration for picking this episode. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't have to do themes with the couples, but kind of wanted to. And I was thinking, who can I do for Halloween, you know? And I had a couple ideas, but some of them I felt like I couldn't pull off. And I asked my sisters for advice. I was really searching. Mm. And Shannon, I think, suggested, what about Neil Patrick Harris 
and his husband, David Burka. Reason being, they are super into Halloween. I love that. Insanely into Halloween. Every year, their whole family dresses up. All in matching, you know, theme costumes. They're so into it. And they did have a Halloween-related scandal a couple years ago. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there is way more to them than that. It's, they're not just about Halloween costumes, but it'll be fun. But like, I love that they yeah. share in that passion. Yes. I will say there's nothing I hate more than when you go to a Halloween party or a costume p- party and some people do not give it their all. Yep. And I'm sorry if you're one of those people listening, <laughs> but ha- let's have fun. Yeah. You know? Does somebody have to give it their all or you at least want to see? Dress up. Just dress up. If you up. don't yeah. dress up, that's my yeah. pet peeve. I know. I hate that too. For a themed party Ugh. when people just go in their regular I know. clothes. Don't come. I don't like that either. Yeah. Because you know what? That puts the fear in other people. What if I'm the only one, you know? Mm-hmm. What about people who do a really lazy one? Like, oh, I'm wearing yesterday's outfit or something. <laughs> like, I don't really. No, that, I'm dressed as myself. No. <laughs> doesn't count. You didn't wear a costume. Put in a little effort. Like, yeah. people, people are so afraid to I know. be, like, outside the box or to Not these be two. seen. I love that. <laughs> I love that. They are so into themes, throwing parties, dressing up coming up with games so getting fun. everybody involved like thinking of every possible little thing i think those things really strengthen a relationship <laughs> yeah. though when people yeah. are able to be like weird together yeah they definitely are weird together mm-hmm. it's cute i never had too much of an investment in neil patrick harris i hope that doesn't upset anybody I mean, i've never seen how i met yeah. your mother I've seen a little bit of it in my friends. Some of them are into it. I've seen him in a couple random things too. Yeah, like Gone Girl. Is that what he's, he's Gone most Girl. known for though? How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, definitely yeah. How, I, how I Met Your Mother. He also was a teenage star on the show Doogie Hauser, but that was kind of before our time. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about David Burka, but I was intrigued. The Halloween costumes, I think, got me interested. Mm-hmm. And They've been together a long time. A wicked too. long time. And... We haven't yet covered a gay couple of two men, mm-hmm. which I don't know how that happened. Yeah, we, we have are had, past due. We have had a couple with women, but... Yeah. Yeah. There's the unfortunate reality, we've said this on the podcast before, is there are not as many high-profile mm-hmm. gay couples, which is so unfortunate, but I hope yeah. that that changes. I know. It is shocking. I mean, there are some, obviously, but there's only a couple high-profile ones. And, I mean, I want to do this show for a long time. So it's like, okay, we do Elton John, Freddie Mercury. It's like, okay, who's left? Yeah, exactly. And there are some others that I am interested in, but I feel like they're kind of obscure. Like, the guys from 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. And then there's a couple. I don't know what you guys think. Like, my sister has recommended some ideas to us, but they're not officially out they're kind of speculative. And yeah, I don't know, I know if that is good to cover. I know. That will come up later in the episode, actually. Okay. Because Neil's asked about that. But yeah, so it's it's been mm-hmm. missing from the couples, the Hall of Flames mm-hmm. so far. But I I also thought from the outside, before I did any research, I thought that Neil and David 
seemed almost perfect. That's what I think, and too. And I thought they seemed boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe if you're listening to this, you might be thinking the same thing. But then I started thinking, because I just did, I, when I first started my research, I found out that Neil had dated women before. And then it was making me think, like, oh, man, did he feel like he had to pretend early in his career? Mm-hmm. Like, that's interesting. We haven't really talked a lot about that yeah well especially because the characters that he's played correct me if i'm wrong like again i'm not as familiar with how i met your mother but he's been like a notorious womanizer in his roles yeah and so i could see especially in the 2000s it being risky to be openly Mm -hmm. out because that might make his acting less believable to some people Mm -hmm. it's true a lot of people were concerned about that but yeah neil patrick harris was one of the kind of one of the first openly gay actors there have been a couple others but they're one of the few long-term gay male couples too yeah yeah because they've been together 19 years wow i mean just by hollywood standpoint yeah standpoint stand is that a word yeah (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you say some standards Standards. Okay. Yeah, standpoints. Standpoint that's is a, a word. word. But sometimes I say things yeah. and I'm like, huh, that <laughs> sounds funky. Yeah, that is rare. Yeah. That's really sweet. So what three words would you use to describe them? I came up with fun. Love it. Eclectic. Oh, vocabulary <laughs> queen over here. And passionate. Oh, okay. All positive. Yeah, they're all positive. (laughs) Yeah, we usually end with a negative one. We're usually like passionate, romantic, toxic, (laughs) caring, silly, obsessive. Yeah. (laughs) Jealous. We always end with the bad one. Yeah, okay. I like that it's all positive. Yeah, but it's it's not boring, I swear. Mm-hmm. Okay, but who is Neil Patrick Harris? Love a three-name three person. I know, NPH. Mm-hmm. We could also call him. We could also call him Neil. I'm going to switch off. Wait, I never thought about the fact that his name is Neil. His name's Neil. Neil. Like, <laughs> wait, that is weird. I know. Like Sarah Jessica Parker, she's Sarah. Sarah, I know. Huh, weird. I know. To us, he's just Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. The reason he goes by Neil Patrick Harris is when this happens all the time. When mm-hmm. he was entering the Screen Actors Guild, there was already an actor named Neil Harris. So, uh, okay. He just used his middle name. Yeah. Yeah. So, Neil, he's known for Doogie Hauser, How I Met Your Mother, Gone Girl. He's recently in a series of unfortunate events and many Broadway performances. But before that, he was born June 15th, 1973, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And he grew up in Ruidoso, New Mexico, with his parents, Sheila and Ronald, and his older brother. His parents were lawyers who also ran a restaurant. I was puzzled how they had time for that, but then I thought maybe they were lawyers first, then restaurant? I don't know. Yeah. But lawyer is a notoriously busy job, and so is owning a restaurant. So maybe they owned it, <laughs> but like they just had like yeah, a maybe share they, in it, and they hired yeah. other people to do them day to day stuff. Maybe they didn't really do anything. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they had a law degree, but they didn't. Like you can be a lawyer, but not a practicing lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't investigate it too much because it felt a little bit irrelevant. Irrelevant, but mm-hmm. let us know. So 
Neil acted as a child. He was really into plays from a really young age. And then he got a role in the movie Clara's Heart. And he actually earned a Golden Globe nomination at only age 13 oh for that God. role. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he was signed to the show Doogie Howser when he was only a teenager. And it was a national success, a really big show from 1989 to 1993. It's about a teenage doctor who's a genius and, yeah, becomes a doctor as a teen. But it's also kind of like part doctor show, part coming of age, I would say. Mm, wow. Which is weird. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like young Sheldon, not as annoying, but doctor, you know, genius. Yeah. He was really cute, though. I watched a couple of clips and I watched the theme song. He was adorable. Aww. Yeah. He had a lot of success from an early age. After Doogie Howser ended, he would have been about 20 years old, and he wanted to avoid being typecast as, like, you know, a precocious, nerdy Mm -hmm. type. So he sought out different roles. He was in My Antonia. He was in Joan of Arc. He played a book editor in the short-lived TV show Stark Raving Mad. And then he was also in three Harold and Kumar movies. He was in a lot of Broadway shows, including Proof, All My Sons, Rent, and Cabaret. He's a big theater guy. Loves the theater. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Before David, he dated a couple women. He dated the actress Christine Taylor. Apparently Robin Lively, Blake Lively's older sister. Oh, wow. I know. She's married to Coach Bolton from High School Musical. No way. Mm Mm-hmm zach's dad or troy's dad oh my gosh coach bolton interesting and christine taylor that other ex Mm -hmm. she's now married to ben stiller oh wow Mm -hmm. and they they think have an interesting relationship yeah weren't they like gonna get divorced but they decided against it yeah interesting maybe we should look into that i know and he also dated the pianist carla bianco and i read okay i almost didn't find this guys but then in my research, I came across something about that he had actually dated a man for a little while named Max von Essen, a fellow Broadway star. And it seems like it might be true. I came across it in a couple places. I think it was like really under the radar. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm sure he probably did have like very formative yeah. relationships with men. I mean, maybe yeah. he didn't. But, but probably. probably secretly. I'm sure there's a lot yeah. of people we've covered whose prior relationships we know oh, absolutely definitely. nothing about. I Yeah, 100%. I mean, some people we don't really know anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's tons of people that we don't know about. Um, Neil is also, besides acting, very into magic. He's an <gasps> amateur magician. What? That's so cute. Yeah, he's really into it. And he likes to collect art, and he writes, too. He has written young adult books called The Magic Misfits, about magic, of course. Oh, my God. He must be such a fun dad. I know. I think he is. Um, He seems somewhat type A to me. He's very, very ambitious and hardworking. Seems like he likes to be busy. And then our story starts somewhere in the early 2000s when Neil was on Broadway in Cabaret, and at the same time, David Burka was on Broadway in Gypsy. Okay, Jake, David Berka. Yeah. Who, who is that? Who is this guy? <laughs> okay, when I was first starting my research, I kept in my head mistaking him for Justin Bartha, who's the guy that? from National Treasure. 
plays Riley Poole. Does I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> guys, come on, right? You know him, Justin Bartha. Wait, yeah. is he the guy from? No, never mind. He's in The Hangover. He's the guy that. I mean, he's hardly in it, but he's the friend that goes missing. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they, they, they do look a little like. They they, they don't brown really. Hair. It's, a, it's just the last name, Bertka and Bartha. I don't know. I I literally was calling him Justin by accident at first. That's so funny. But it's some not people, Justin Bartha. But do you ever sometimes call people the wrong name simply because they seem like they would be a different name? Yeah. You're like, there's yeah. N- there's no reason why I'm calling you this name, but you have the essence <laughs> of this name. David Bertka mm-hmm. was born May 29th, nineteen seventy five. In Dearborn, Michigan, near Detroit, but he grew up in Canton, Michigan. He's the son of Deborah and Daniel, and he's of Polish descent. He studied acting formally. He went to University of Michigan, and then he attended the William Esper Studios Acting School in New York. In 2002, he had a brief role on the show The West Wing, and then he made his Broadway debut in Gypsy in 2003. And I read that before Neil, he dated a guy named Lane Janger, an independent film actor, for 10 years. Oh, wow. And if this is true, that's kind of crazy because he got with Neil very shortly after this relationship. So he is in it for the long haul when he's in a relationship. Oh, yeah. He's a long-term dater. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I feel like, I mean, good for him. Yeah. It would be honestly traumatic to date someone for 10 years. I mean, people I do it. People do it all the time, but that's a lot. That's a decade. Yeah. That's a long time. He's very like Vanessa Hudgens in that way. Yes. Goes from, if this is true, but mm-hmm. goes from decade-long relationship into uh, almost two-decade-long <laughs> Yeah. Let me double oh. that. Wait, she really does like say double it. Like she was yeah. with Zach for five years, so she's like, you know, I'm going to be with Austin Butler for 10. Yeah hopefully she's with her next guy for yeah. 20 20 mm-hmm. or more than 20 mm-hmm. david oh yeah david seems really sweet really friendly talkative outgoing he loves to host people and bring people together he loves hosting dinner parties he's really about the parties and he gets really over the top with games and themes and name tags and stuff and yeah he seems he likes to be raunchy too i think him and neil both like to be raunchy sometimes and they have both said that what drew them to each other was that they made each other laugh. So important. Mm-hmm. Humor is so important. They they have fun. They have fun together. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in any long-term relationship, you're going to go through so many serious things. Mm-hmm. It's so important to be with someone who can still make you laugh. Yeah. It is really important. Sometimes after a fight, all you need to do is just make a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> I mean, sometimes that might be a little annoying at first, but then... Then it's a good time. Mm-hmm. So Neil talked about first meeting David in Out Magazine. And this would have been around 2004. He wrote about it. He said, well, they both wrote about it, actually. This is Neil's part. He said, I ran into my friend Kate one day, and she was with this brooding James Dean type guy in a leather jacket who gave me the head nod and then turned away. I assumed he was Kate's boyfriend and said, nicely done. And then she said, David, he's not playing on my team, but he has a boyfriend. He's told this story many times, and, like, sometimes he tells it differently. Like, sometimes <laughs> sometimes she goes, David? Oh, he's totally gay. <laughs> so, <laughs> depends who he's talking to, I guess. But um, I don't know what she really said, but it was something like that. 
So then I just kept seeing him on the periphery and in turn catching up on him, but I didn't want to be that guy who was creating some sort of romantic interference. So I was always around when he was around, hoping the stars would align. When we all hung out for the first time, I was invited by Kate to an American Idol viewing party. Mm. I just stammered around him. I couldn't take my eyes off him. And then David said, I've always known I was going to have a monogamous relationship, raise children, and be happy in love. It was the one thing in life that I never doubted for a second. I was in another relationship when I met Neil, and I was doing the long-distance New York to L.A. thing. It was sort of on the rocks. Long distance is so hard. I was performing in the Sam Mendes version of Gypsy on Broadway when I ran into Neil on the street. He was doing the Mendes version of Cabaret at the time, and I was with a friend who knew him pretty well. I wasn't a big Doogie Howser fan. <laughs> I'd probably seen it once or twice when I was growing up, so I gave him a, hey, what's up, nice to meet you, and that was really it. I thought it would be nice to know him, but I didn't think in a million years I'd start dating him. Whew, this is a lot of reading. Okay, then David continues. We'd been hanging out with other people, and we had a lunch or so, but nothing romantic. I thought he was adorable, though, these amazing blue eyes that are just so hypnotizing to me. I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend, and a week later, Neil and I had a date. We went to see a movie. I think it was t- Taking Lives with Angelina Jolie. <gasps> Last week's episode. Everything connects. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we started hanging out every single night, and after three months, it was just nonstop. We talk on the phone at least eight times a day and text at least 25 times a day. We are, in a way, very codependent. He's my lifeline in an amazing way. Without him, I can't breathe. The biggest thing is that he makes me laugh, but he's also smart. He can do everything. I'm not kidding. He thinks he's half robot. He makes me a little more grounded, and I bring out the wild side in him. Don't get me wrong. We fight. Our fights last five minutes, and then we're over it. And we're both Gemini. We have a good twin and a bad twin, and the four of us get along really well. (laughs) Aww. I know. That's cute. And then, the, sorry, I have a lot more. This isn't even the whole interview. Mm-hmm. I just, I thought it was all really interesting how much they were sharing. Then Neil, NPH, said, there's something kinetic about him and his being. He's classically sexy, yet he's very much a boy in his energy. Mm-hmm. It's a great dynamic. When I see people who are equally attractive, they tend to seem a little more quiet and kind of Marlo, Marlboro Manny, and David's the antithesis of that. He's more like Tigger. I'm in turn very <laughs> introspective, the, <What>? think- <laughs> the thinker rather than the doer. I tend to weigh the options before making decisions, and David is the polar opposite of that. We're hyper similar and also incredibly opposite. We share a wardrobe. We have the same shoe size, body size, height, and That's weight. <laughs> We're both Gemini. We both like the idea of family. Not a nuclear family, but a social family. Yet, we're incredibly opposite in the way we process information. Mm-hmm. Wait, like Tigger. I think that... Wait, what? I think he just means that he's energetic. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, know, okay. Fun and jumps around. Yeah. Okay, that's cute. <laughs> Why, that's what did cute. you think it meant? I don't know. Because I, I thought for some reason I was getting caught up on like the sexy part. Oh. I think that was actually before sexy like tigger (laughs) i don't remember tigger being sexy i mean who would you say is the sexiest one on that show no probably is it in winnie the pooh yeah who is it it's not eeyore maybe rabbit is that his name i don't remember what rabbit looks like winnie is really sweet but yeah not no i would not have sex with winnie (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, grab it. I mean, yeah, I think Tigger might be a sexy. Yeah. Tigger probably is. He's probably like really, yeah, energetic, and that that might not be as fun, but or it might that might be like too much. But it depends if you're on his wavelength or not. Not piglet. <laughs> piglet, I feel like is not legal. You know, the not your piglet. Eeyore is- would be the worst. Yeah, yeah. Are we forgetting anybody? Well, there's um the kangaroo. Oh, Kanga. Kanga. I don't remember what Kanga's like either. She's a mom. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with moms. Obviously, she's done it. She's just so sweet. Yeah. She's so pure. Yeah. Tigger probably is the <laughs> sexiest one. <laughs> um, but I'm not sexually attracted to any of them. No. Yeah. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Neil went on to say that he kind of thought that he was going to be alone the rest of his life. Oh. That he never really had a true love by the time he was in his mid-twenties. And interestingly, David apparently never felt that way. He was pretty confident he was going to... Interesting. Find someone and have kids. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard this story about how they met a couple of times and... Neil always kind of says that he was slightly stalking David, like, you know, not in, not in a creepy Joe Goldberg way, but... The way everybody that, does. Yeah, that yeah. He, he was, like, purposefully trying to be in the same places as David, mm-hmm. and, you know, if he heard that he was going to be at this party, then he would definitely go, and he was really into him. But, yeah, eventually David and his boyfriend of 10 years broke up, and Neil was around, and they started dating, as they said. David still had stuff back in LA so I guess they went over there got his stuff and then drove across the country back to New York and then they got an apartment together in Harlem wow mm-hmm. oh, very fast I feel like this was only maybe a couple months in and Neil said about this I initially fell for David harder than he fell for me I was in love with him before he was comfortable saying it and I think that speaks to our past experiences I remember saying I think I love you and he was like that's really nice, which is not necessarily what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. But I appreciated his honesty in not jumping the gun and saying something because he felt obligated mm-hmm. to. And it's cool because, I mean, yeah, maybe David didn't feel ready in the moment to say it, but clearly he reciprocates his feelings if he says Neil is his lifeline. And yeah, exactly. He can't live without him. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, yeah, you might think that's a red flag, but they kept dating. And- well, also good for Neil for not panicking. And yeah. Being like, oh true. my God, he didn't say it back. Like, yeah. I have to end this. Yeah. You know, that's really secure of him to be like, I appreciate that he didn't yeah. jump the gun. I feel like most people would not keep dating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see a lot of people. Break. I don't know what I would do. That is such a thing, though, that mm-hmm. where people, I have one friend, I'm obviously not going to name names, but <laughs> she was nervous for a while that her boyfriend would say, I love you. And she's like, I don't know if I'm ready yet. I hope that's not obvious. <laughs> her boyfriend would not be listening. Um, fine, like now they say it, but she was, oh. I mean, it's such a big moment in a relationship. Yeah. And if you're not ready to say it, you don't want to feel pressured to say it back. You want it to be the right time mm-hmm. for sure. So that was that was all around 2004, and then in 2005, Neil got the role of Barney Stinson on CBS show How I Met Your Mother, and they moved to Los Angeles. But I was thinking, oh my god, they just moved to New York. Crazy. Yeah. Sometimes life is like that, though. Mm-hmm. Big. I mean, that's a big break. Yeah. 
big it was very big mm-hmm. nph said i assumed the show would be a short chapter the plan was always to come back to new york when the show ended and raise our family but the sitcom ran for nine seasons and nearly 10 years so they were out there for 10 years very successful show yeah it was it was huge David actually appeared in seven episodes of How I Met Your Mother as Scooter. And at this time, David and Neil's careers were in very different places. When they first met, they were kind of the same. Mm. I mean, Neil had been a child star, but now he was mostly just working on Broadway. Mm -hmm. David was on Broadway. You know, they were basically in the same exact place. But now... Neil is thriving on this show. He's one of the main characters. He's like an A-list celebrity. Yeah, Yeah. and then David was actually struggling in L.A. because I think he's more of a theater actor, Mm. and he wasn't really getting roles. Yeah, that's hard. I know. And he's spoken, I mean, it's going to come up more later, but he's spoken pretty openly about this, how he would get jealous of Neil. Yeah. And it would be hard for him. And it would be resentful probably mm-hmm. a little bit at times because it's like, well, I'm living in LA, which is holding me back, but yeah. it's because of you and your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Neil will sometimes come to him all excited about some news, some opportunity mm-hmm. he got, and then David's happy for him, but then it makes him feel bad. Yeah. So that kind of started. Wait, so were they, was Neil Patrick Harris at this point at the beginning of the show openly out or no? Mm-mm. Okay. No. So there's still a secret yeah. right now. But do people, like, I'm guessing, like, the castmates and stuff know, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. Especially by the time David was on the show. It was only seven episodes, but, mm-hmm. I mean, that's an okay amount for a guest. Yeah, I wonder if celebrities were better at keeping secrets like that back then without social media. Probably. But it was after David Bricker was on How I Met Your Mother. Six months after, apparently, allegations started arising that he had only gotten the part because of a romantic relationship with Neil. What? And speculation around the story eventually led to Neil acknowledging that he was gay in a Wasn't cover story a guest star like who cares I why know. you get the, got the part in the first place so a lot of the speculation was actually led by perez hilton i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> i knew you were gonna say how that. did you know because he outed like everybody back then he was such a tyrant i know who himself is gay yes too. and perez was posting a lot about neil at the time and neil actually said about this yeah there was an interview in 2006 that claimed that i was asked if i was gay and that my publicist had said that I was not of that persuasion. That was the weird catalyst tipping point because that expression set Perez Hilton off. He was offended by that and started posting about me and asking people to come forward with truths or stories. Then it became apparent that I needed to make some sort of decisive, respectable move. So then he was kind of forced to... I mean, he didn't have to, but... yeah. Perez was basically asking, like, if anyone has any information about Neil Patrick Harris, give it to me. And I wonder why Perez Hilton was doing all that as a gay person himself. Like, maybe well, it comes from a place of, like, wanting to see your sexuality, like, more mainstream and represented in Hollywood. But it's like he was acting like he was getting people in trouble. Mm-hmm. So weird. Well, that's what Neil said. Like, he, he thinks that Perez does... He didn't like the phrase, Neil's not of that persuasion. Yes. And he probably felt like, this Neil Patrick Harris guy's living a lie, you know, like, I know, you know, maybe it insults him in a way. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's right, but 
he thought it was insulting that these famous people were pretending to be straight. Yeah, yeah. And he just wanted it out there, but obviously not his place. But in the early 2000s, people... I don't think people would have even questioned Perez doing this, you know. Maybe some people Maybe did. Maybe some people. But, yeah. But I feel like it was common to just... Yeah, the 2000s was really homophobic. It was. But, yeah, he, he came out in People Magazine, and it was a huge cover story. He said... I'm happy to dispel any rumors or misconceptions, and I'm quite proud to say that I'm a very content gay man living my life to the fullest and feel most fortunate to be working with wonderful people in the business I love. Wow. Honestly, people who came out in the 2000s or the 90s, yeah. it really paved the way for so many people now. I yeah. think they do not get enough credit because, like I said, it was still very homophobic it back was. then, the culture, and it was such a different environment. Now I feel like people can come out like left and right, and it's still like it's still hard, hard, but it's it was such a bigger deal back then. Mm-hmm. Like it would be talked about on you know yeah. late night TV or talk shows and yeah. stuff, and it would be the fact that it would be on the cover of a magazine, mm-hmm. and it was so brave and it normalized it for so many people. They're like, oh, I watch that guy on TV all the time. Like like Ellen. That's why mm-hmm. I'm never going to really hate Ellen because I, know. I think it really normalized it for so many people. I mean, we only have one history. Like, we mm-hmm. don't know what would have happened without them. Exactly. You know? They paved the way. They really did. And there was a lot of fear that this would ruin his career. I mean, people were writing about this a lot. Like, oh, is this going to ruin you know, Patrick Harris's career? Yeah. But actually kind of the opposite happened. I think people were surprised or they were impressed to realize, like you said earlier, that he was so good at playing a ladies' man. Yeah, even that though, it was like shocking that yeah. he was gay. And I know that seems homophobic and it is, but... That was actually a really important thing that happened that people could put that together in their head. Like, wait, someone actually can be a great actor and play whoever they need to play. They can play a straight person and be gay. And like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah, it's like like being gay wouldn't typecast you to just yeah. being like a gay character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like back then, gay characters, unfortunately, were like mm. usually really offensive or stereotypical yeah yeah yep never the main character unfortunately nope yeah so he he would continue to get starring roles even though all the articles were guessing that he wouldn't Mm -hmm. sometimes the media is weird that way i know yeah expect the worst yeah i feel like they really did that with miley they always expected her to like have a full-on downward spiral yeah. and it never totally happened i know hmm. so in 2007 david proposed and neil wrote about this he said david first proposed to me five years ago so this is in the future when he wrote it obviously but on an actual street corner where we met oh what? I know. that's so cute <gasps> they're so cute that way we were on our way to an event at an Indian casino 45 minutes out of town in a limousine, and David wanted to stop for some reason, and I didn't quite get it. I thought he wanted to get booze or something, and then he was out on one knee and proposed, and I was so freaked out by it that I said yes, but I didn't know what it meant. Then I got the ring and loved it, and a year later on Valentine's Day, I proposed to him in Santa Monica. Mm. That was four years ago. The callus on my right hand is long-formed and not for masturbation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm dying to move over dying to move over to the other hand. I'd also like to call him my husband. I'm not the biggest fan of the word partner. It either means that we ran a business together or we're cowboys. Boyfriend seems fleeting, like maybe we met two weeks ago. I've been saying better half for as long as I've been able to. I think that's a little self-deprecating and clearly defines that we're in a relationship, but it would be nice to say my husband. I totally get what he means by Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. See, I I know like, I feel like it's more common to use partner now because it's it's, uh, gender neutral. Yes. But like, I feel like back in the day, the word partner had the implication that like people said partner because they didn't want people to know that it was a same sex relationship it was kind of hiding who you're with yeah exactly because it could mean business partner yeah i mean creative partner we're creative partners i know that i understand it's it's good to have a gender neutral term and we do need one but I wish there was another one. Yeah. Because well, I'm a significant an, other, I guess. I know, but it's yeah. so long. I know, it is long. They should abbreviate it. The English language really needs to come up with a new one because, cause like, I work for a company and I still hear the word partner all the time in the business sense. And mm. it does get kind of confusing and it just doesn't sound romantic to me. It's not that romantic. It yeah. is kind of a... Uh, what? sounds really formal i don't know yeah it sounds like uh like very sanitized in mm-hmm. a way mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know i wish we just had like, another cute word i think significant other is really cute but it is just long and some like soulmate dramatic yeah you can say so but it's not that mainstream and yeah it's and weird, it's just abbreviated yeah. yeah lover is <laughs> like you're not gonna say like to people at work like yeah. oh yeah me and my lover went to like, <laughs> Love, the yeah. movies over the weekend That's too much yeah because that makes you think of like, there sex does right need away. to be an alternative gender neutral mm-hmm. term for that's a significant like, other cute. that's cute yeah yeah i was actually googling this because because they say this all the time mm-hmm this has come up in so many articles. They mm-hmm. always say they... I think also because... All right, this was 2007. Like, it wasn't even legal for them to get married. And so it meant so much to them to be able to say husband. Yeah. That was really important to mm-hmm. them. So they still say this all the time, though. It's like, my husband, I want to say husband. Yeah. I don't like saying partners, though. So, but I was Googling it. What's another term? And I actually came across some people asking the same question on internet because like they wanted to use a gender neutral term but they didn't want to use partner and i don't know some people say like just my person oh yeah person is cute but i guess like it's also a little your person isn't necessarily romantic that's true it could be your partner yeah i mean your person could be your mom (laughs) um i guess spouse what do you think of spouse but you have to be married yeah exactly spouse yeah i mean i sometimes use the word spouse but Mm um yeah there's no word for a non-married gender neutral significant other that is cute and easy to say yeah that's a shame (laughs) but i think as a culture we could come up with one i feel like we're inventing words all the time let's try to come up with one Mm -hmm. not too corny or anything like a slang like i feel like we could yeah it could be something that has evolved from another word like i feel like we could take something with significant other i know like a siggy Siggy. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's my cigarette, sig. actually. Yeah. <laughs> my. We'll think, uh, we'll think about this. it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe chat GBT <laughs> could come up with some options. Yeah. That's sweet. I was also thinking of in terms of engagements, uh, 
I like that with uh, queer couples, there's not as much expectations on one person to propose. Mm-hmm. I mean, a woman could propose to a man in a straight relationship, but yeah. it doesn't often happen. And I think it there doesn't. are, it is still very much stigmatized. Yeah. Because there's a stereotype that like men are afraid of commitment. So, mm-hmm. I know. It's cute that they both proposed too. Yeah. <laughs> so also. What if one said no? The I know, second one. Like, oh, hang on. We're already <laughs> engaged. <laughs> Aren't we? Yeah. Okay. This second proposal has what a lot mean? less pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Neil. What the heck? <laughs> September 2007, they made their very first appearance as a couple on the red carpet at the Emmys where Neil was nominated. Big deal. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Back then. Yeah. 2008 really sadly david's mother deborah passed away and this really this really sent david into a depression he as i said didn't feel fulfilled by his acting career and he felt lost in la and he was just so devastated about his mom but from this time he actually i don't think it started quite yet but he decided to become a chef wow Mm -hmm. i don't i actually didn't know that I didn't know it either. I knew they had a cook, like he had cookbooks, mm-hmm. but I didn't know he was a cook. Yeah, in 2008, he enrolled in Le Cordon Bleu in Los Angeles culinary school. So he was taking a new path. I think that's really great. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he was like, you know what? Acting is not making me happy right now. I'm in a really hard place. I'm going to try something new and try something that I like. And so I love that at any up. age, mm-hmm. people can just totally reinvent themselves. Yeah, you can. Don't forget, people. Also in 2008, of course. Twilight came out? Yes, but <laughs> Neil was on Howard Stern. Oh. <laughs> when do we not have someone open up on Howard Stern? Well, sometimes we don't, but a lot of times that's where we get the good stuff from yeah. Howard Stern. And I couldn't access the actual whole interview but Mm -hmm. i read some summaries and (laughs) he talked about how he dated christine taylor from 1997 to 1998 she's known for playing marcia brady in the brady bunch movie and the nickelodeon show hey dude (laughs) (laughs) and she he said about her she's the coolest nicest chick ever she's an absolute catch and I thought, if I'm not going to feel the super sparks with her, it probably means I'm gay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did he feel feelings for men otherwise? I don't know if he said. Oh, that's interesting. I know. He, he talks a little more about this later on. 2009, Neil hosted both the Tonys and the Emmys. He's a host. Wow. Yeah. That guy hosts. It's a lot of pressure. We've talked about this. People are so hard in the house. I know. They're so hard. It's ridiculous. They can never be happy. Yeah. Oh, I feel like usually I'm like, that was fine. Yeah. I've I've never, maybe once, have watched a show and I'm like, the hosting job was terrible. Who? I don't remember. (laughs) Maybe once, but I actually, okay, people might like throw tomatoes at me for saying this, but, and I don't know how I'd feel now, 
But when I was younger, I loved the Seth MacFarlane one. Me too. <laughs> I couldn't believe people were so pissed about I it. I had a great time. I loved it. I really the did Oscars, too. Yeah. It was crazy. People were so pressed about it. And I didn't even mind the James Franco and Hathaway one. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, people like once a year especially when it comes to the oscars <laughs> for some reason they act like it's the most important job in the whole I world know, like and, president or something yes they act like okay they have to lead our nation for I know, four hours chill. they're all they do is like show. they make a little jokes and they help us transition from yeah. presenter to presenter it's not a huge deal and yeah. people act like it makes or break the whole show i know it's so stupid yeah that will happen but to he's a, too. But he's a Willits? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was well, just, I don't think it overall affected him too much. Yeah. Career-wise, but yeah. So, also around then, David graduated from Le Cordon Bleu and began running a catering company in LA. And actually, and he still has been doing act, some acting things, but I feel like that's perfect for him because he loves hosting parties. Yeah, that's so and fun. It, I was thinking, oh, it's interesting he didn't open a restaurant, but then I thought, wait, he loves hosting parties. Like, probably catering, it's a different occasion every time. Yeah. You can really customize it. Maybe he gets involved in the decorations. I don't know. But, you know, I think he loves hosting parties. and That's so fun. That sounds perfect for him. In 2010, October 2010, David and Neil welcomed two fraternal twins born by a surrogate. The twins are Gideon and Harper, a boy and girl, were born in 2010. So I feel like it kind of seemingly like came out of nowhere, but sometimes that happens with mm-hmm. surrogate. Um, yeah, so it was two embryos, and interestingly, it's one of them is David's and one of them is Neil's. What? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that is so cool. I know. And they have the same surrogate? Same, yeah. Was the surrogate who delivered them the biological mom? I don't think she was. I think it was just an egg donor. I think that makes it easier, probably. Yeah. Um, Wow. And yeah, Gideon was named after Gideon Rubin, an artist they both really liked. And Harper is named after Harper Lee, author of To Kill a Mockingbird. And it's interesting because they decided they didn't want to know which one was each of theirs. But you can figure but it out. I think now you can really tell, yeah. too. You can tell which one is Neil's and which one's David just by the eyes. Well, wow, that must have been interesting, yeah. like, piecing it together. Yeah. Like, I wonder how soon they were like, oh, yeah, that's the I know. one. Yeah. They're so cute. They're adorable. Oh, my God. Oh my wait, that is so cool. And obviously, at this point, they can't talk yet. But mm-hmm. when they can, they call Neil, Papa, and David, Dad. Oh, Papa. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, I saw some cooking video with David and the kids, and they were like, you mentioned, they're like, Papa, this, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, who's Papa? And he said, Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> <laughs> That's so yeah. cute. But they're still engaged here. They're still planning it to get married, but they're not yet. I think they wanted it to be, you know, recognized by mm-hmm. the state. And then June 2011... New York Senate passed the marriage equality bill, and Neil and David publicly announced their engagement for the first time. So I guess we wouldn't have known they were engaged Mm. until now, but five years after the fact. Wow. And Neil tweeted, David and I did propose to each other, but over five years ago. We've been wearing engagement rings for ages, waiting for an available date. 
Oh my gosh, it is so crazy how long it took. It's crazy it was only 2011. I know. Yeah. I remember I was in college when it happened nationally. It's crazy. It was just codified like only last year or something. Yeah, crazy. October 2011. Okay. This is that fateful Halloween party that has gotten Neil and David in a lot of trouble recently. You know what? I've never heard about it. Really? Okay, cool. So, <laughs> not that much trouble. I was saying to Mel, I'm like, I'm worried people are going to be mad at us for even covering them because of this. Because people were really mad about this. This is my first time hearing about okay. it. Maybe you'll... I feel like you're usually on top of this stuff. I'm surprised. Maybe as I keep talking, you'll remember. I don't know. Okay. But um, I will say, though, I went... Because the way we research these a lot of the times is I go through the news through every single month me too through all the years <laughs> yes so you see all the news articles or at least the top ones but you can go through the pages if you need to you know so i see everything and mm-hmm. when this happened there was no news about it absolutely nobody oh, wrote about it people got mad after the fact in 2022 oh my <laughs> You know what? That's on you guys for not getting mad back then. I hate that. I know. I mean, I, it is bad, but well, I don't know what well, I know. I know. Yet. I have to tell you. I have to tell you before you go off. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to discuss. There's a lot to discuss. I'm like getting mad. I have like, no hang idea. On. You don't even it. know what you're defending yet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to say that back then, that you do just have to keep in mind where they were thinking at the time well i hate when people get mad 10 years later because it's like if you weren't mad back then then that means whatever they did was socially acceptable so they didn't know better i really think that anyone at that party if they did have a problem with it no one said i don't know yeah but anyway the thing that happened was that neil and david had a halloween party Mm -hmm. with a buffet and okay. at the party, they served a meat platter in the shape of Amy Winehouse's body just three months after she had died. Oh. Did you hear about that? No. Oh, I thought you were, getting, you were recognizing it. A lot of people thought it was a cake, but it was actually a meat platter. It was made Is there of, pictures of this? There are. And it's actually very disturbing. It's made out of beef ribs, pulled pork, and chicken sausage, which is disgusting. And the way that it resurfaced was because Jesse Tyler Ferguson, do you know him? Yes, Modern Family. He was on Modern Family, the show, and him and his now husband, <gasps> I know, is it really creepy? Okay, that is really bad. I know. Wait, but is that definitely Amy Winehouse? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, hang yeah. on. Hang on. I'm not there yet. <laughs> the reason this resurfaced is because Jesse Tyler Ferguson and his now husband, Justin Mikita, another Justin. See, I was getting confused. They were guests at the party, and Justin posted a picture of it to his Twitter. And Justin tweeted, look who showed up last night looking good. So obviously Justin thought it was funny or no big deal. Ten years later he posted it? No, he posted it back then. Oh, back then. So that's how in 2022 it came out again because somebody, some person went way back in Justin Mikita. I don't know how to say his last name. Went back in Jesse Tyler Ferguson's husband's Twitter <laughs> and found it. Wait, it is actually really bad. It says there's a tag next to it mm-hmm. that says the corpse of Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. And 
uh it looks like it's like almost like a decomposing body yeah and the fact that it's meat like do people actually eat that meat i guess so that is really disturbing it is i actually disturbing. cannot defend that i know but okay i do have i think it's wicked bad but i do think it doesn't look anything like her no it looks like the bride of frankenstein so i was wondering if maybe it doesn't make it right but I feel like somebody, whether it was Neil, David, I don't know, after the fact was like, what if we made it Amy Winehouse? Yeah. And they put a cigarette in her mouth and then wrote that next to her. Because the face looks absolutely nothing like her. Like, it doesn't really, looks like they drew on it. The hair is like really like, you know how Amy Winehouse had that big hairstyle, but it's short. It's like, it's like Marge Simpson hair. Yeah. And the face is i don't know it just it's very disturbing but also i don't know why it does look like a decomposing body yeah though. it's, it's disgusting. so gross it is really bad some people try to be edgy with stuff like that i know i can't really defend that that's really insensitive it is i know i was wondering what were they thinking like really what were they thinking yeah i don't know um i didn't realize she died that long ago that's crazy i know i was trying to imagine how this happened and imagine being one of i mean people love amy winehouse like imagine being one of her loved ones that's awful i know they didn't people did not respect her back then though they didn't that's the thing they really did i mean i remember even after whitney houston died like my history teacher made a ton of jokes about it like that month yeah it's really bad so yeah Mm -hmm. this resurfaced in 2022 and neil addressed it and he said i think to entertainment weekly he said a photo recently resurfaced from a halloween themed party that my husband and i hosted 11 years ago it was regrettable then and it remains regrettable now amy winehouse was a once in a generation talent and i'm sorry for any hurt this image caused okay I bet he is embarrassed. I know. I bet they do feel bad. Yeah. (sighs) Ooh. It is really bad. Very much in poor taste. But I was reading a lot about this and what people thought and reading comments and stuff. And I thought some people were getting a little carried away. Like I saw some people even saying like, there is something sinister about gay men or (gasps) whatever. And I I hate when people like, fuck up and then other people use it as an excuse to indulge in their bigotry that I they know. already have i know and this was on like faux so i feel like these people thought they were like progressive or something but yeah yeah i feel like that happened recently oh like with lizzo like people oh. you know like she's getting canceled and then the vitriol that is being thrown her way is because people wanted a reason to hate her in the first place Mm, because mm -hmm. she's a bigger woman yeah and so they're like gleeful that they can like shit on her and i I feel like that's probably the same way with something like this i think the the everyone calls it a cake but it wasn't a cake but i'll call it a cake i I was really it'd be better if it was a cake it would be a lot better i don't know it's more creepy than meat yeah um I think it's terrible, but I do think some people seemed really gleeful about it too. Like, yeah. way too excited about I, trashing him. I do hate when people are excited, yeah, to be like, we got you. Mm-hmm. We found the thing that's wrong with you, and this is what it is. Like, yeah. 
and I, I mean it's really really bad i know it's there's really bad. no way for me to defend that but uh society was also really awful back then it was and people should have gotten mad about it back then I but know. i guess the guy who posted it wasn't that famous so maybe it just slipped <laughs> under the radar i know i know oh, but he obviously was okay with it that like that does make me like my stomach turn i know i also wonder whose idea it was but do you think with halloween some people do get carried away people get very carried away and they try to push the envelope and they try to be edgy yeah i think with halloween some people do try to be like as scary and creepy as possible yeah and they miss the mark with that i know yeah totally (sighs) but i was wondering okay Who's I was it Neil's idea? Yeah. What if it was David's idea? I feel like that could really be a huge fight between a couple. Like, why did you do this? Yeah, but yeah. I feel like Neil has to go down either way. Oh yeah. Because even if it was David's idea, like the only reason they are getting in trouble is because of how famous Neil so is. So true. Yeah. So it's kind of his responsibility to go down for this. Yep. I, I agree. I mean, I doubt it was just one person's idea. But honestly, I didn't hear about it. Maybe I just... <laughs> I think they got away with it because okay. I, this is the first time I'm hearing about okay. it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how many people have heard about it. But it's kind of like so recently, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher have been in a lot of hot water. Yes. And we don't have to get into that. But it just reminded me of how you were saying to me the other day off the mic, you were saying, if you're going to get canceled... It's kind of best case scenario to get canceled with your spouse. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not getting into like what they did. It was pretty bad. But at least they're going down together. They can, I bet that's bonding. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if one of them was canceled, the other one might feel pressure mm-hmm. to, to, leave them. to leave them or denounce them yeah. or they might be mad at them. Yes. I bet it makes them closer unless one of them is like, you told me to write the letter. <laughs> that's true. That's possible. That I, that's what I was it. wondering. But like, they do you're... seem united. Harry Potter was your idea. Yeah. I feel like getting canceled would uh, be a huge stress on a I relationship. So Definitely. It is nice that they both are in it together. And it would be hard to find somebody else right now. So Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ugh, it was really bad. Guys, I don't know what to say. Yeah. But we've covered people that did much worse on this show. Yeah, we actually have. <laughs> so I, I kind of tend to agree with you, though, that it really doesn't look like Amy Winehouse, that I almost feel like someone at the party or something could have even been like, oh, what if we made this, like, really distasteful joke? Yeah, or maybe, like, the day of the yeah. party, like, maybe before it started. And like, because it doesn't look, just, it didn't do a good job making it like Amy Winehouse. It doesn't look like anything like her. Be. It's just yeah. I feel like maybe they're trying to be edgy, but it yeah. really is distasteful and insensitive. I'm just shaking my head, but that doesn't translate to yeah audio. I'm just ashamed. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm disappointed. But the show must go on. That same year, mm-hmm. <laughs> back to happy. No, but this is when they started their tradition of dressing up the whole family. And they do this every single year ever since then. And this is when the kids are only one. And they always do a theme and the whole family does it. So this year the theme was Peter Pan. Oh, cute. David Burka was Peter. 
Neil Patrick Harris Captain was Hook. Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. How do you know? I'm just guessing. Oh. <laughs> I bet one was Tinkerbell. Yes, Harper was Tinkerbell and Gideon was John, I think. Mm, that's the Gideon. worst one probably John. to be. Yeah. Like if I saw someone dressed up as John <laughs> by themselves. He had, yeah, I mean, yeah, together it makes sense. But mm-hmm. alone he would just have glasses and a nightgown. Yeah. So random. November 2011... I thought this was kind of timely, but unrelated to that Halloween incident. Neil talked to E! News at a gala for the LA Gay and Lesbian Center, and he said that him and David are not gay role models. And he said, I go out of my way to not be soapbox Johnny. We're super happy to lead by example, but even to define ourselves in any kind of leadership position I think is awkward. I cringe when I hear people say they consider themselves role models. David agreed and said, we don't really do anything. We take care of our kids. We're in a relationship. We love each other, but we don't go out of the way to stand on a soapbox like Neil said. Yeah. I mean, yeah. given the whole Amy Winehouse thing. Well, yeah. at this point, that was oh, yeah, not true. a new story yet. That's true. And I thought it was timely because mm-hmm. it was, I mean, it was a year later. Yeah. But. Well, they know they're not perfect. <laughs> clearly. They, yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, that's also a lot of pressure. I feel like because there's not, mm-hmm. that's the thing, because there's not that many openly gay, high, high, high profile couples, it does put a lot of pressure on the most famous ones. I know. That it other does. couples don't have. It does. I have another um, <laughs> bad thing that oh. Neil did. Should I share it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Neil. Okay, I'm live with Kelly. Uh-oh. And guys, excuse my language. I'm quoting here. Uh-oh. Neil used the word tranny because he inhaled some sulfur hexafluoride, which is helium's evil twin, during a science experiment that made his voice sound lower. What? And then I guess when it came back, when the gas expired, he said, I've never sounded more like a tranny in my life. You said, he said that on live TV. Yeah. <laughs> But then Neil, Neil Neil apologized for saying it, and the glad gay and lesbian alliance against mad. defamation no accepted the apology oh. and said it's heartening to see a celebrity of Harris's stature recognize and apologize for using the slur in such a timely manner and for a greater media attention being paid to its use. Many people do not realize that the word excuse me guys, but tranny is one of the most hurtful and dehumanizing slurs that transgender people hear. Most yes. transgender people associate that word with personal experiences of violence, hatred, and derision. And it's crazy because at that time, I might not see it not long ago, but it seems like people didn't even know that that word was like offensive because at the end of the article, it said, glad versus glee. Is tranny a bad word? Wait, did they use that word on glee? I guess so. <laughs> Oh, I know. Yeah, I feel like Glee was weirdly homophobic. I know. For some Even reason. though it was also very pro-gay. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was a very weird time in culture. And it was crazy that at the end of the article, they were like, is it a bad word? Yeah. Wait, sorry. I should say Glee was transphobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I always knew it was a bad word, but maybe that's revisionist history on my part. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Gosh. Yeah. Neil, Neil, Neil. Neil. Well, you know what? I think that's good that uh, his apology was appreciated. Mm-hmm. I think that's 
doesn't happen enough so yeah i think he learned wow but that's crazy that he just said it so casually <laughs> on daytime tv Ooh. He, yeah he's raunchy but do you think like oh never mind what i was gonna say always cut it out like as a member of the lgbtq mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. he might have felt more comfortable to say it because Probably. he feels like oh like we're all like in a similar community yeah, maybe. you know i feel like you do see that sometimes mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know 2012 january 2012 this that out magazine article that i keep referring to is a very long article um neil wrote more about their relationship and i thought it was pretty open and interesting he said if we have a fault it's probably over communication when i'm cranky i'm admittedly cranky when i'm in a hurry and distracted i can't act like it's any other way and he's good with that too so we talk things out i don't want to paint a relationship like we met it's been happy family fantasticness ever since what defines a relationship is the work that's involved to maintain it and it's constantly changing sometimes i'm deeply in love with david and head over heels and sometimes i question whether it's going to work out and is meant to be it's like a business relationship as well as personal one we have a business together and that's maintaining our love for one another oh that's sweet it kind of reminds me of the obama yeah i mean too made me think of that too i think that's really really open to say that yeah and i also appreciate hearing that yeah the honesty because it's hard work yeah but also i feel like sometimes people act like if you ever have doubt or like Mm -hmm. if you ever think i don't know then that means like you should leave but i'm sure if you have relationships that are really long that's gonna happen oh 100 percent. you know as they say like thoughts can come and go Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be attached to all your thoughts and as long as you are happy that then you make the decision to stay together like it seems like he is yeah, but also you're not going to be happy in every time in your life and there might yeah. be times where something else is going on in your life and then yeah. that makes you doubt like, oh, is it the relationship? Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're together with someone that long, odds are you're not going to be madly in love the whole time. Yeah, so I appreciate him saying that. They apparently, David and Neil created a short-lived TV series called Neil's Puppet Dreams, which was a puppet show. Oh, wow, never heard of it. I know. And then that Halloween in 2012, the theme was Wizard of Oz. Okay, let me guess who everyone was. <laughs> Neil, I'm going to say, was the Tin Man. Yes. And really? And yeah. David was the Scarecrow? Yeah. How and did you get that? I don't that? know. And then I bet the baby boy was the lion. Yeah. And I bet the girl was Dorothy. You're right. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Mel. Oh, Mel's my really good at guessing these. Oh, my <laughs> God. That so you know they do the family thing, but then they also kind of, they do the adult thing, and they went to Katy Perry's Halloween birthday party, and we have mentioned this party before because Kristen Stewart was there. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think we mentioned it in the Katy Perry episode. Wait, was that the one when John Mayer was there? Yeah. Too? Yeah. 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 That and Neil, Neil and David were there too. Oh my god! <laughs> this party. February twenty thirteen, the National Enquirer. Who cares what they think? But the National Enquirer ran a story that claimed that David and Neil had called off their wedding date. I feel like nobody trusts the National Enquirer anyway. So I'm not sure why he felt compelled to do this. But Neil tweeted, 
the Na- National Enquirer is cray cray. We've never had a wedding date just engaged, prop eight and all. We're on a cruise as I write. He's rad, all good. <laughs> <laughs> He's rad, all good. Yeah, I feel like that almost like exposes like some sense of insecurity with the fame. Yeah, and maybe. People it's weird. being able to write whatever they want about you. Are they still not married? Not yet. Wow. Still not married. And then June 2013, to celebrate turning 40, Neil, David, and the kids went to Disneyland together. And it seems like they really like Disney and they go a lot. I can see that. Mm-hmm. You know what? It is funny. I feel like there is a strong correlation between people who really like Halloween and people who really like Disney. Actually, I agree with you <laughs> isn't it weird? i didn't think of some people like that huge overlap yeah and they love spooky stuff yeah and disney huge overlap why is that i know i wondered someone magic, should do a thesis on that yeah the dressing up the magic yeah uh, being somebody else getting yeah, yeah the make-believe <laughs> i think yeah it's definitely a personality type they love the make-believe mm-hmm Neil hosts the Tonys for the fourth time. Wow. 2013. He's hosting Pro Halloween 2013. It's Halloween again. Mm-hmm. I We do like every Halloween, by the way. Okay, <laughs> um, good. I like the guessing. <laughs> Keep giving me the theme. Okay. For the Twins Preschool Carnival, they dress the kids as Alice in Wonderland. Oh, I already gave it away. As Alice in Wonderland and the White Rabbit. I can't remember which one was which. And the dads were... Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Oh, cute. Yeah. Cute. Sorry, I kind of gave it away. No, that's okay. We'll do the next, next one. Next one, next one. 2013, Neil was on HuffPost Live, interviewed by an Australian journalist about his sexuality. Of course. Mm-hmm. I feel like we always get Australian journalists uh, asking the uncomfortable questions. Yeah. And I'm going to play a clip. I have to ask you about being one of the first openly gay Stars? What was that experience like? How do you mean? What, what, what led you to, to do that? Was it just a logical, obvious thing for you to do? And why do you think fewer, more people didn't do it? Oh, well, the second question is a big, giant answer. I mean, like, a, there's a tricky one to answer. Uh, for me, I, you know, I fell in love with a dude and started spending all my time with him. And therefore, you don't want to be, like, suppressive of that. And so as I started working more with like more frequent, more frequently, um, with more eyes on us, I figured that that was inevitability and the opposite would be again, suppressive. And like, we found ourselves going to movie premieres and then wondering like, well, what is that? So you're going to go, you'll go around the other side of the, I'll Mm. go down the red carpet by myself. But if we go down the red carpet together, then are we making some sort of statement by doing so? And so, and I didn't want to disrespect David on either direction. I didn't want to make David feel like he didn't exist in my life. And at the same time, I didn't want David's identity to be the guy that's dating me. So it's a very individual thing, you know? I think we live now in a time where people seem less concerned about who you're effing and more importantly, who you fall in love with. It's not quite such a freak show kind of aberration. Certainly so, in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think to the, the second part of your question, like why don't more people do it, I mean, that's an easy thing to say, but if you're struggling with any of that yourself, you can't just go like, oh, okay, and then do it. Like it's little baby steps of acceptance in your own personal sphere, and then in, in, you, know, you have to choose the times that feel right to you to make moves, and, uh, and those moves could be for various reasons. So I think it's a super individual thing. What do you make of, of people outing other people? I mean, Lance Bass recently made, made a little bit of news by saying that he knows, obviously, other celebrities who are closeted, and mm -hmm. he has to sort of lie in order to, to keep them in the closet, to keep their cover. I presume that you know other people who we don't know about. Well, I'm a magician, so I'm really good at lying without letting you know I'm doing so. <laughs> but what do you make of people who out other people? Well, it just depends on the context, I guess, right? You're never going to want to, you're never going to want to say anything to like freak people out. You don't want to say anything to prove a point. Like, I don't think, I don't think like uh, doing it in sort of an exploitive way makes any sense. Again, I just feel like that whole world is very personal. Mm. And so to nudge, I think it's not a good idea. I mean, right. there, are, there are certain people who you know. For example, last week, Gawker supposedly outed Shepard Smith, this, this Fox News mm -hmm. host. Now, I didn't know that there was any closet around him. I just always assumed that everybody knew that he was gay, a bit like Anderson Cooper or something. Uh, and but again, like with those people, but, you're choosing to watch them feed you information. Their job is, is for you to, is to gain information from them. So from their point of view, I can totally understand why you wouldn't want people who may have a bias against you if they know more about your personal life to be watching the news that you're giving and already thinking that you're slanting it in a specific way. That's the other person's bias, not theirs, but I can understand why they wouldn't want to put their own personal world into that. Mm. So I, 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 I can understand why they would not want to be doing that in that specific instance. Yeah, I mean, like the Anderson other... or something. Anderson give, t tells the news. Yeah. He has conversations with people about newsworthy subjects. And so he, understandably, probably didn't want people to know a lot about him because that's not his job, you know? I don't want to know about Walter Cronkite's exploits. I want to watch Walter Cronkite read the news to me. You don't know what that means either. Bless your heart. <laughs> he was a newscaster. I know who Walter Cronkite is. Uh, <laughs> was. Uh... Oh my God, the way uh, Neil Patrick Harris in the beginning is like, he, I know. He puts his head back. He's like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would scare me. But this journalist is even seen phased by it. Yeah, it's so funny. <sighs> but I mean, I do think it is a interesting question. Like, it, I mean, yeah. it, it's interesting. It is a perspective. unique perspective that Neil Patrick Harris has that he was one of the first openly gay, high-profile celebrities of the two thousands, and yeah. It is a fair question, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but it's weird that the journalists seem to be saying, "Well, if we all know anyway, then yeah, what's so wrong about it?" And he's like, "Well, you don't really know." And yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense too. It's I. Oh my God, you know Patrick Harris. This uh, the way he speaks. Like people effing. Like, I know. <laughs> I wonder if that's what his character on How I Met Your Mother is like. That's what I thought. He his... kind of is a little, but way mm -hmm. more over the top. Mm -hmm. I watched some of some clips to prepare, and he's he's a lot more of a player, yeah. almost like a comedic Chuck Bass in a way. Yeah, I mean, Chuck Bass is like yeah. darker, but he's always saying things like, "Oh, I'm gonna go talk to that girl," or I don't mm -hmm. know. But he does have a little he's potty kind mouth. Of intimidating. Yeah, Patrick Harris. he is. Something about him He's is... not going to smile to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
He seems friendly, but there is something intimidating about yeah. him. Yeah. I don't know. And he's actually said that. Oh, interesting. He said people say I'm intimidating, and I don't know why. He does seem it. <laughs> yeah. I'd be nervous meeting him. I know. David seems really nice, though. I don't... Mm. You'll see him in a second, but... In 2013, they went out to dinner with Elton John for Elton's birthday. I love Elton John. Just cool that they're friends. But Mm -hmm. weirdly, a few months later, there was a picture of Neil Elton. Okay, I feel like really gossipy for sharing this. I feel like I'm like People Magazine or something. Picture of Neil Mm -hmm. Elton. Elton's husband, David Furnish. Yeah. And David Berga Uh taking your picture. And in the back, you can see David Furnish is touching Neil's butt. That's cute. David Furnish. Oh, David Furnish. (laughs) Elton John's husband. Oh. He's touching Neil's butt. What? Are you going to show me the picture? Yeah. And then from the front, Neil looks very serious. He's not smiling. How can you see the back of the picture? Let me show you. I have to find it. I have a folder of them. Confu- Were there multiple angles? Yes. Oh, okay. Ooh, that is disrespectful. It's crazy. That is bad. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe okay. he was confused about whose butt it was. Okay. This is from the front. Okay. That's David Furnish. Elton's husband. And then here's Neil. Elton, obviously. And then there's mm-hmm. David Breka. Elton doesn't look that happy either. I know. And then... <laughs> and then from the back <gasps> oh my god wait he's touching neil's butt he's touching neil's butt and that's a grab yeah he is he's cupping it yeah Ooh. what's the deal and then this but is the neil looks the pissed yeah, neil does not look happy but it's really he felt like I'm sit. I'm standing next to Elton John, a legend. I cannot yeah. accuse his husband of just like grabbing my ass right now. I know it's just a picture, but David Furnish looks a little creepy. <laughs> like his smile, just knowing that he's smiling Ew, so big and then doing that—that that is creepy. But here's the weird thing: they hang out with Elton and David Furnish many times after this. Oh, so I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, maybe it's just like a joking thing. Maybe. Very weird. Interesting. Does David Berka know about this? Well, we know about it. So he so. probably does. <laughs> yeah, I I was shocked. That was also near the end of my research. You know how you almost sometimes miss things? Yeah. And you're like, wait a second. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what's going on there. In 2014, okay, remember I kept mixing up David Berka with Justin Bartha? Is there a reason? Well, one time they were both at this... All three of them were at the Stand Up to Cancer event, and they posted pictures together. Oh, sweet! I don't have I don't have it with me, but I was like, "Wow, okay, here is Justin Bartha with David Bertka. This is what I've been waiting for." I need to look up Justin Bartha. It's just because of their names. They don't look like. No, I don't think they look alike. I mean, they both have brown hair. Yeah, well, you know I'm bad with faces. (laughs) But it's purely the last name. Anyway, March 2014, the family finally moves back to New York. They bought a townhouse in Harlem. Neil returned to Broadway in Hedwig and the Angry Itch. And about their Harlem townhouse, they did a video for Architectural Digest, 
I think this was a little later, but taking them through the house. It's a very charming brownstone, and they have a oh, lot of Alice. art. I know. And David said, okay, this is where I got the eclectic thing from mm-hmm. because their house is very quirky. Mm. Lots of interesting objects and art and collectibles and weird things. And David said he'd been doing taxidermy lessons. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> Maybe the cake was his idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a little telling. Because um, they had some taxidermy. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of quirky things like, look at this type of things. Like mm-hmm. little peephole in the wall with a 3D diorama inside. It's actually mm-hmm. really cute. They had a flip book on the wall that's of the family. They had an old phonograph. It seems like they probably really enjoy going to antique stores together. It's a bit crowded. It's a bit cluttered in there. But mm. I relate. I mean, I, I kind of live like that too. A lot of custom art of their kids. Oh, Like that's tons. Sweet. Their staircase I covered in pictures. Yeah. Completely covered. Up. Yeah. It's cute. And all their Halloween pictures are on the wall. Oh, It's cute. really cute. This place is full of all their art and stuff <laughs> like you no know, some celebrities their houses are really they're minimal. like white yeah. yeah no this place is like there's there's a sculpture here there's oh. a quirky little thing here there's this thing this thing this thing like there's so much stuff i do have appreciation for maximalism me too i i thought it was really refreshing mm-hmm. and it's really cute how much they have of their kids on the walls like you can tell they love them mm. they talk about them all the time it, it seems like they're really good dads yeah and I thought it was funny. One of Neil's most prized possessions is one of the stretching portraits from the Disney's Haunted Mansion. I oh. guess he got it at a auction. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he's, he's very particular about it. He's like, it's my prized possession. No mm-hmm. one's allowed to touch it. That's, he has like a little barrier thing oh, in front of so it. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I was like, okay, he's very type A. Mm. Like he... He likes his things, you know. Yeah. I relate. May 2014, Neil was on the cover of Rolling Stone, naked with just a top hat covering his junk. Ooh. Which is pretty scandalous. I think it was because he was in Hedwig and the Angry Itch. It's, you know, it's yeah. kind of a raunchy play. Um, 2014, they were both on Oprah, and they talked about previously dating women. I thought I would share this clip. Yeah, I'd love to hear their voices together. What word do you all use? Fiance, yeah. usually, or because you can't use the word husband. I just think partner's the strangest word. Yes? Yeah. Because I meet now I meet grown businessmen, and he's like, this is my partner, Jim, and I don't know if they're in business, business together, together right. or if they're a gay couple, or they're cowboys. Or they're cowboys. <laughs> yeah. He stole my punchline. So <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Did you ever, at any point, because I've read that you both have dated women, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah? Good times. And good times. Yeah. <laughs> were you were you that's explain that to me because you know I, I have a gay friend who said that the only way he could have sex with a woman if a man's picture was on the headboard wow so, <laughs> so <laughs> that's classy <laughs> so uh did you go out did you date did you i dated a fair amount i didn't really feel like i'm a liar and I'm gay and I'm doing this and I wish I wasn't but I did feel like it wasn't clicking like it was supposed to and uh-huh. I kept wondering it was me was it by dating our... I mean you actually like had sex with uh, girls yeah yeah and you too oh yeah oh yeah yeah he's crazy <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah so did you think you were bisexual or is there such no, a thing I think, you know 
with the Kinsey scale. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar yeah, with that. Of course I am. I've done the Oprah show. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> the what? Touche. I... Wait a second here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think there is a, a ranging That's scale funny. of sexuality. Yes. And I think you can go to one side or another. So tell me, w would you have come out when you came out had it not been for Perez Hilton? Did he? Um, well, probably not that, that, that at that time. Day. Yeah. But I certainly felt it was an inevitability yeah. at that time. We would go to How I Met Your Mother events together. Right. Um, and everyone knew David and that we were a couple, so I wasn't hi hiding anything. But it was just never a big announcement that I was needing to make. However, I felt like at a certain point, red carpet things became complicated. Because? Because I'd go down the red carpet. If I went down the red carpet and he didn't go with me, it looked like a slight to him. Right. And if we went down the red carpet together, then it looked like we were making some sort of announcement. Uh -huh. And so it just always felt a little uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? And isn't it interesting, once you actually came out, it was like a, like a non-starter. Like you're one of the few actors who's been able to come out and absolutely nothing happened to your career. Everybody's so afraid of making that announcement or hmm. letting people know. Hmm. I think only positively, yeah. honestly. Yeah. It allowed me to, to live more full body and not feel like I was going to be exposed. I was kind of exposed. Mm -hmm. And you asked about the Perez per Hilton yeah, question earlier. And I think the, the reason that I made the statement when I did was because was, he was the catalyst because yeah. what he had done was posted a request for anyone that had ever any scandalous stories or had slept with me or whatever to come forward and talk about it so that it would out me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to have to make that statement about my sexuality in response to a scandal. And I think by doing so, I, I end up have, being able to stand a little bit taller and, you know, that that transparency and authenticity was kind of appreciated. Interesting, they were all barefoot in this clip for <laughs> yeah. some reason. Maybe that just made them feel more comfortable. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Funny. And Neil was sitting with his legs crossed. That was funny when Oprah was like, of course I've heard about it. <laughs> some people believe that Oprah and Gail. Oh, I know. Yeah, there's been a lot of rumors. No. She denied it. Yeah, I, I think that they're just best friends. Mm. But Oprah really went there, too. She really did. I mean, that was a great question. Would you have yeah. come out? at that time, if it weren't for Perez Hilton. Yeah. And the red carpet thing is really, I like that he talked about that because it, it seems like something that's kind of silly, like walking yeah. down the red carpet, but it's like, that's something that other couples don't need to worry about. Yeah. And it does seem like maybe it's a slight to someone that's like, okay, we're deliberately arriving here yeah, separately. Yeah, we'll see and you later. We're hiding something. I feel like that would make a relationship feel less real in mm -hmm. a way. Yeah, that would be sad. Mm -hmm. it, and he, that he's hiding David from the world. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I feel like, you know, it's kind of surprising Oprah asked those questions, but I feel like they just rolled with it. Yeah, they, like, he definitely was a lot more open than with that Australian oh, yeah, interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she asked if they've had sex with women. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, she was like, were you bisexual? But it's like, again, like Oprah has the respect from celebrities that like they're not going to yeah. push back on it. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It is interesting that they dated women. And it seems like they enjoyed it, but just like it never really clicked in that way. Mm. Yeah, sometimes I've wondered because like I have gone... <laughs> 
gone on a lot of dates with a lot of different men Mm -hmm. and often it doesn't click for me as easily as it does Mm -hmm. for it seems other people and like I've been very picky and then that has made me wonder like what if I'm not straight Mm -hmm. because I'm not as into well I (laughs) there have been some boys I've been crazy yeah you have but but I never feel feelings for women Mm -hmm. but I do wonder in like their explanation of this, like, did they still feel attraction for men? Because I mm. always hear those stories from people yeah. where they're like, I realized I was gay because it just didn't click with yeah. the opposite I feel sex. like they're just not saying yeah. it for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's probably way yeah, too there's no, open for me to no, say. No, but I feel like there's no yeah. way that that's it. Yeah. That they just felt like it was, they must. But sometimes I do hear yeah. explanations from people that sound yeah. like that and i'm like wait but did you did you feel attraction yeah. otherwise well i don't know about david Bricka, but yeah. i didn't include it in this but neil did say that he knew he was gay from a younger age oh okay yeah or at least at least that he was attracted to men mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if that means he wasn't attracted to women but yeah mm-hmm. no. yeah that makes sense yeah. i do think that kinsey scale thing is interesting it's i don't like, know enough about that I don't remember the direction, but it's kind of like. Hmm. Wait, I feel like I should look it up. You explained this to me one time, though, that like fluidity. <laughs> that no, that like fluidity and sexuality is a lot like taste buds, where it's like, you when you're young or something, you might be like, oh. I don't like spicy foods, but like that, it's not like that. It's a stagnant thing that someone might. Always, I said that. Yeah, you explained oh, it to wow. me. I was like, that wow. <laughs> because I was explaining that to my parents because when back, I feel like 10 years ago, sexuality, the narrative was like, oh, you're born this way, which I think you're is... one or the other. Yeah, yeah, like it's something that you're born with. And then I was like explaining to my dad recently, oh, now it's more about fluidity. So like mm. you might feel one way and then 10 years later, it might yeah. evolve in some way. Or... Well, that's like some people mm-hmm. who maybe dated people of one gender for a long time and then they seemingly like switch and people wonder was Were that you a lying? lie yeah and people will often insist like no they weren't and that they still are attracted yeah. to men or women or whatever but people do that with yeah. kristen stewart all the yeah. time yeah they like okay my neighbor this <laughs> neighbor every time he walks up those stairs it's like he has to stomp it's so weird but yeah, but also not anybody's place to be like, you were lying. I know. Okay, obviously this is just a measurement, a tool that people have created. All these things are not like in the, you know, it's it's just a tool someone created. But the Kinsey scale is, it's zero to six. Zero is strictly heterosexual, 100% heterosexual. And then six is exclusively homosexual oh and so then one would be like this is what it says on Mm. the website it says predominantly heterosexual only incidentally homosexual and then it moves up to more than incidentally three equally four mostly queer but more than incidentally heterosexual so Mm. so people say it's like a scale like some people are yeah it's very simplified yeah version yeah so they're somewhere they, they're saying that they're somewhere on the scale that yeah. they're not like on one side of the spectrum yeah 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 so that's what they're saying mm-hmm. also in this oprah interview they talked about the comparison of their careers and 
David said that sometimes Neil's recognition and success does put him through a shame spiral. Mm. And but then that is what inspired him to become a chef. And Neil, no, David said, I do a lot of things, a lot of things, not great, but parenting is what he's best at. Mm. And he said that they share everything, even clothes, Sweet. but not underwear. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I laughed about that. <laughs> David said that he's more maternal than Neil, and Neil agreed. And Yeah, he, I don't get maternal yeah. from Neil. And Neil said that he struggled at first parenting in a few months. But he says he feels like, and now the kids are older, but mm. he said he feels like he, he his strength will be more like talking with the kids and stuff, that he doesn't have that like, yeah, maternal instinct where if the baby's crying that he knows what to do or, it's, you know, David's better at that, apparently. Oprah asked if they want more kids. <laughs> Such a aunt type of thing to say. I know. And Neil says, oh, don't start with this question, David. And then David says, I want a ton of kids. Oh, David's weird. I know. And he says, I was told you aren't really a family until your kids outnumber you. What? <laughs> I know. It's been a while, though. I wonder if I they know. will have kids. I think the surrogacy process is probably very I, hard, though. If I had to guess, I don't think they will. Yeah. I um, mean, it's really nice they had twins. Oprah even had their parents on oh, wow. the show and asked them about... It was very much about, you know, their sons being gay mm-hmm. and how did they feel. And oh, David's dad, it was actually so sad because, you know, David's mom has passed away. Yeah. David's dad started crying. Oh. And said that, he said, the one thing I regret most in my life is that his mother didn't see where David is in his life and didn't meet oh. his kids. And he said that apparently David said, you're never going to see my kids, Ma. We're going to have kids. You're never going to see my kids. Oh, my God. That breaks my heart. I know. Well, I, be- I believe and hope that she still gets to see them. I know. It was really sad. And all the parents, I mean, people get canceled for saying this now, but all the parents were like, at first, I really struggled and I didn't get it and the lifestyle yeah. and whatever. But then they came around. I think it's important for them to openly admit that, though, yeah. because gives you hope yeah exactly you know mm-hmm. even people that are really uncomfortable with it were able to do a 180 yeah you know again 2014 there were rumors that david and neil had split i don't even know where the rumors came from mm-hmm. i couldn't find the source but neil disputed them again i don't know but they'd been engaged for eight years at this point wow but finally september 2014 they were finally married in a small ceremony in Italy. Oh, when mm. I asked you earlier, I thought you meant not yet now. Oh. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. They did get married in 2014. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were officiated by the How I Met Your Mother director, Pamela Fryman, and Elton John performed live at the reception. Oh. They had been waiting a long time for this. I think it definitely meant a lot to mm-hmm. them. It was a big deal. And I was laughing about this the other day. Their wedding invitations were so over the top. I, knew you were I say couldn't that. even believe <laughs> it. So basically, there were like clues. There was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> there was gonna be during the wedding weekend. Everybody had some kind of task, mm. and there were clues leading to what they had to do. And I don't know all the details because they didn't share all the details. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what it all means. But basically. Everybody was sent a wine crate 
with herbs and rosemary and a candle and bottle of wine, bread, and a message in a bottle. Oh my With a disc drive. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that you could play. And it was like Lost, like the TV show Lost. That's so funny. With a cryptic message of clues. And people had to figure out where the wedding was from the clues. <laughs> I'm just picturing them like in there very cluttered home <laughs> sitting there like laughing to each other like okay how can we make this even better that's so funny i could message in a bottle with a disc drive <laughs> in the bottle i don't even know how that works how do you get that out I you have to know. smash it <laughs> oh, i was just cracking that's up so and i guess funny. like at the weekend the wedding weekend in italy there were all these clues within pictures and objects for people to solve it was very interactive that's so funny yeah <laughs> you have to rely on your guests being enthusiastic to participate <laughs> though i hate when people I show know. up and they're like what? Yeah. what is this it was a pretty small wedding so mm-hmm. i think they hopefully knew that yeah. people were gonna be into it but yeah that made me laugh october halloween again the family dressed as iconic actors Oh, I'm not going to guess this. Yeah, Neil was Charlie Chaplin. Mm -hmm. David was Groucho Marx. Mm -hmm. Harper was Marilyn Monroe. I know. She was actually so cute. It was so cute to see this, like, little Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) And Gideon, Gideon, Gideon Mm -hmm. was James Dean. Also so cute. And the kids are just adorable. I don't Mm -hmm. know how they sound now, but Harper had this little accent. Like, she didn't pronounce her R's. I thought it was so cute. Aww. Uh, They're probably teenagers now, right? Yeah, they are. Wow. 2015, Neil hosted the Oscars. Wow, he's such a host. Mm-hmm. People said this show was largely forgettable. Ugh, who cares? I know. Besides the moment when he presented Injustice Tidy Whities, which was supposed to be a Birdman reference. Oh, okay. Mm. Timestamp. Yep. Okay, 2015 Halloween. The whole family dressed as Star Wars characters. Okay, I'm going to guess Neil Patrick Harris was Luke Skywalker. No, 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 no. I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to guess that the baby boy was Luke Skywalker and the girl was Leia. Mm -hmm. And that David was Chewbacca (laughs) and that Neil was Han Solo. Oh, Darth Vader, actually. Okay, David was Han Solo. Um, and I think Neil was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, no one's Chewbacca? No, no, no one was Chewbacca. Okay. Yeah. Good guesses, though. Mm-hmm. Halloween comes again, 2016. The whole family dressed as Batman characters. Okay, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess the baby boy was Batman and that the girl you was. Got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. And that the girl was Batgirl. And the... the I'm in- actually not sure. Okay. <laughs> you don't, can't tell what she is? Yeah. She has like a little cape. Maybe that's Batgirl. Maybe that is Batgirl. Wait. Wait. And then David is Robin and Neil is the Joker. David is the Joker Neil is. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, I'm not as familiar with the Batman. The Quizzler or okay, something? What's okay. his name? <laughs> Riddler? Oh, the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Quizzler. <laughs> Keep it in. Keep it in. Wait, do you mind if I could take a bathroom? Oh, break? yeah. Let's take a break. 
All right, we're back. We're back. 18 Halloween. The family all dress up as ghosts. Okay, so there's, cute. Really, there's no guessing really mm-hmm. with that one. In 2019, online in publications, there was like this big debate about whether straight people should play queer people in film and TV. And Neil surprised a lot of people in the Times, the UK Times, saying, I think there's something sexy about casting a straight actor to play a gay role if they're willing to invest a lot into it. And then he also said, in our world that we live in, you can't really as a director demand that an actor be gay or straight. Who's to determine how gay someone is? I played a character for nine years who was nothing like me. I would definitely want to hire the best actor. Yeah, I mean, I I really do know where people are coming from with that argument, but it Mm. would be weird for people to have to disclose their sexuality before taking a job it's unethical yeah i think illegal yeah i think it probably is and yeah. like that would force people to come out yeah if they weren't already it would be so weird if like you weren't publicly defining your sexuality for the whole world and then yeah. people got mad at you because you had a role and what if you were like well actually i am bi or something like it would just be yeah i don't know not yeah, I feel like there isn't really a way to verify it. Yeah. But yeah, pe- people were surprised he said that. Mm-hmm. Also in 2019, David published his first cookbook, Life is a Party. They love to party. <laughs> Halloween, the family dressed as famous artists. Mm, Picasso, Van Gogh. That's all I got. Uh, no? No. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Neil was Van Gogh. Oh, well, I said that. But oh. no, Picasso. Oh, what, you said, what did you say? Picasso, Van Gogh. Oh, I didn't know you said Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no Picasso, Picasso. No Picasso. David was Salvador Dali. Okay. Harper was Frida Kahlo. I was going to say that. And Gideon was Andy Warhol. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Mm-hmm. Halloween 2020. The family dressed as characters from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. One is Willy Wonka. I'm going to say that's David. One is the grandpa. I'm going to say that's Neil. One is Violet would be the daughter. And (laughs) the son is Charlie. You got almost everything right. Besides the grandpa. Yes, so Gideon was Charlie, Harper was Violet, David was Willy Wonka, and then Neil was, I can't remember what this character's name is, he seemed a little creepy, but I think he turned out to be a good guy, he wore a little like bowler hat and had glasses and whispered in the kid's ears. Oh yeah, what was his deal? (laughs) He seems like a bad guy, but he's like not. (laughs) He was kind of creepy. I forgot, he was like like a spy or something? Yeah, but that's who Neil was. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> that guy. That is a really, like, niche character <laughs> yeah. to do. Quirky. That doesn't stand alone. I know. I guess if they're all standing together. Like, if you sense. saw the Willy Wonka, you'd be like, that's Willy Wonka. Yeah. Charlie wouldn't really stand alone either, but Violet I know. probably He's holding the, the golden ticket. I don't know. I'm guessing they base it off of the classic. Yes, the yeah. classic. Yes. In 2021, David and Neil were on the podcast Double Date with Marlo Thomas and Phil Donahue. I thought they were super open on this podcast. They were talking about they're talking about open marriages and how a lot of guys they know do have open relationships, but that they felt like they couldn't do it and 
it was funny david was saying i would i would have a tracker on his phone like i would just i would be losing it and <laughs> it thought it was cute and they were just saying it wasn't for them and that's that, cute but they were super open they were saying that in the thir- first three years of their relationship their sex life was amazing but then they have to you know try to keep the spark and stuff but be inventive yeah and i also was like wow amazed at how open they were being Mm -hmm. um especially talking about monogamy and just just the fact that they brought that up that some people do that and yeah yeah but it's cute i I relate to the jealousy oh yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i appreciated that i would definitely have a tracker on someone's (laughs) Halloween 2021. We're back to Halloween. This time they dressed as classic horror movie characters. Should I guess? If you if you can. Okay, I'm gonna say like it. Mm. Uh, no. Mm-mm. Okay, this is too hard. I don't watch horror yeah, films. Yeah, I know, I know. Neil was Patrick Bateman. David was Jack from The Shining. Okay. Harper was the girl from The Exorcist. Mm, and yeah. Gideon was Chucky. Oh, cute. I know. <laughs> Very creepy, though. Yeah. Very creepy. April 2022, it was their 18-year anniversary of their first date, and on Instagram, David made a post about it and explained why they honor it every year. He said, we always celebrate the first date because for seven years of our relationship, it was against the law to get married. Mm. Neil Patrick Harris, I love you over and over again, year after year. Thanks for working so hard and for putting up with me. Here's to another 18 and then Neil shared a picture of them hugging and gazing into each other's eyes. And he wrote, our first date was 18 years ago today. And David Burka, I am not about to let you go. Thank you for showing me the capacity of my heart. Yeah, that's sweet. Very sweet. Yeah, the first, the anniversary, it's weird. Because like for some couples, I feel like it's when they were exclusive. Mm-hmm. And then for some, it's the first date. For some, it might be even the first time they met. Oh, yeah, that's. No, that's too early. Well, what if they went on a date, like, the next day? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. If sparks immediately flew. Yeah, like, if they met at a bar and gave each other <laughs> yeah. a number. Yeah. Yeah, and that would be and cute. And some people totally disregard that Just do wedding. Marriage, yeah. I know. Do you think it's okay or too over the top to celebrate multiple days? <laughs> Depends on how long you dated for mm. before you got married. Like, my parents only dated for six months, so I mm. they don't celebrate their dating anniversary. Mm-hmm. But I would want to. Mm-hmm. I don't like how it is, is almost wiped clean. Because then they're like, oh, it's our second anniversary. Yeah, exactly. What? Oh, my God. Did you see our cousin, Julie? Sorry, this you guys don't care. She's been married for nine years really? today. Oh, wow. That feels like it was just yesterday. Next year, 10 years. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. I was I was first like, oh, that must be their dating anniversary. Yeah. It's their wedding anniversary. Congratulations, Julie. Julie and George. George. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one's for you. <laughs> Random. <laughs> Halloween 2022. The family dressed as fast food characters. Oh, that is so cute. I know. I love this. And, okay, speaking of, do you still have your French fry shirt? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. I love that shirt. And I have a burger shirt, too. Oh, nice. And a hot dog I saw one. a picture of it the other day. I was looking at pictures, and I was like, I haven't seen that shirt in a while. I think take it out wait i think i do it's probably in at home in massachusetts yeah it's a summer Mm -hmm. wait whatever (laughs) they dressed as fast food characters do you want to guess okay i'm gonna guess david was ronald mcdonald and neil was burger king and 
I feel like I don't know any other fast food characters though. There are there like multiple. Is like one like the Hamburglar? That is a. Oh, and Wendy. The daughter is mm. Wendy. Mm-hmm. You were right for those three. You were totally right. Neil was Burger King. David was Mc- Ronald McDonald. Harper was Wendy. And then Gideon was Colonel Sanders from KFC. Oh, that's cute. It was really cute. I like mm-hmm. that idea. Yeah. Wait, that's <laughs> a really clever I know. concept. So now we're almost at Halloween 2023. What will they be? Oh, my gosh. We don't know yet. I'm excited to see. I, I'm this anxiously is, awaiting. This is going to be like my new Met Gala every <laughs> yeah. year. What are they going to be? I wonder what they call themselves as a family. Do you know? I think Britka Harris. Britka Harris, Wait, yeah. Let me make sure. I was... Throwing, I was thinking Patrick would be in there, but that's his middle oh, name. Yeah, yeah. It's Burka Harris. Burka Harris. The Burkis, Burka Harris family. Yeah. The kids will be 13 soon, so... Oh, sometimes kids at that I age know. don't want to... That's what I was wondering. Like, I, are they still going to want to dress up with their dads? Oh, I don't know. I hope oh, they do. It'll break do. my heart if they don't. Oh, my God. I'm sure this is a discussion they've been having. Kids get embarrassed at I that know. age. Oh, come on, kids. You're it's gonna, so cute. You're going to want, like, when you look back to have done that. I know. Throughout your whole childhood. That's so special. I hope even if they do stop someday, maybe they'll start again. Yeah. That's really cute. Yeah, so special. Kids at that age, they're like, I just want to do my own thing yeah. with my friends. Well, why am I saying? Like, their parents are celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they would still do the picture and then do their own thing yeah, with their friends. Yeah, probably. Oh, imagine being a teenager and your dad's like, get in the outfit. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I bet We're doing kids, this. I bet the kids are yeah. now involved in, <laughs> yeah. like, what the, what the concept is, too. Yeah, probably. Oh, that must yeah. be so fun. I bet they think about it all year. I know. They're so into it. Um, are they into other holidays too like do they go big on they they the seemingly do go big on christmas yeah seems like they decorate a lot that's and, so yeah. sweet yeah um professionally neil was recently in the netflix show uncoupled i haven't watched it but it sounds interesting and then david just joined an off-broadway revival of the play god of carnage in nyc so He's acting in New York somewhere right Maybe now. Maybe we'll run into them. Maybe. I know. They live here. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I think they have a house in California, too, mm-hmm. as people do. But, yeah. And that's that's them. Can't wait to see what they are for Halloween. I love that. <laughs> that was such a cute couple. They are really cute. Controversies Controversial, aside. Like, some yeah. controversies. But that's always tough. Because I found myself really wanting to like them. But I also did think that that meat platter was yeah. so disturbing it is really disturbing and i mean it really goes to show like when you want to like someone otherwise mm-hmm. you are more like oh how can i defend this i know you know i know but i i did like them more than i expected and there have been some people i researched for this show that i thought i was really gonna like and then i didn't Who? so like Gav Scott Fitzgerald. Oh, I'd yeah, say. Like, yeah. He, he disappointed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I still really enjoyed doing those episodes. Mm-hmm. Those were, like, some of my favorites. But it's just complicated when you cover humans. It's exactly. It's complicated. Now, who yeah. is our next couple? Give us a hint. <gasps> this will be our Patreon episode. Next Patreon episode is quite 
spooky. Mm. They are kind of gothic. They both are known for a dark vibe. And they're a modern couple. I think I know. Another modern couple. You think you know? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited. And if you don't already, give us a follow on Instagram. And every single week, we do guesses before mm-hmm. the episode. We tease. One of these days, we'll do prizes. Yeah. And, but... and we'll go back and find the... We've had some people that always guess it. Yeah. We're going to give you a prize. But we're trying to make this show, you know, bigger until then. Yeah, yeah. But we super appreciate everybody on Patreon and everybody listening. Thank you so much. And we'll get back together next week. We'll get back together next week. Is your heart filled with pain? Shall I come back again? Tell